0: Hello and welcome to the Art Engager podcast with me, Claire Bowne. I'm here to share techniques and tools to help you engage with your audience and bring art, objects, and ideas to life. So let's dive into this week's show. Hello and welcome back to the Art Engager podcast. I'm your host, Claire Bowne of Thinking Museum, and this is episode 28. So on today's episode, I'm focusing on colour, one of the seven elements of art, and I'm sharing different ways you can engage your audience, any audience, into discussion about colour. Now, don't forget, last week I was chatting to special guest Kenya Santos about how to develop slow-looking through empathy. She also shared her favourite thinking routines and, importantly, how she keeps her students engaged for three hours in her classes. So do go back and listen to that episode. That's episode 27 if you haven't already. And before we start, if you'd like to support this show, you can do so by treating me to a cup of tea on buymeacoffee.com forward slash Claire I'll put a link in the show notes. And the show notes, as always, every week, they're available on my website, thinkingmuseum.com forward slash podcast. And this is episode 28. So now let's get on with today's show. So colour is one of the seven elements of art, along with shape, line, form, texture, value, and space. Now, colour in art is a vast subject and we're not going to tackle it all here. I'm not going to talk about the technical details about what colour is and I'm not going to talk about the science of colour. No, because today I really want to get you thinking about how you approach colour with your audience during an art discussion. So perhaps you only discuss colour with certain age groups, perhaps with young children or students. Or perhaps you feel a bit limited about what you can talk about when you talk about colour. And perhaps you're keen to move on to more meaty or interesting types of interpretation. So today I want to show you... And I want to share different ways about how you can talk and ask questions about colour with your groups to get them really engaged in artworks. And for this episode, colour is really the hook to get them curious about the artwork and wanting to know more. And I feel colour is really important because it can make everyone feel something. And even if the painting itself doesn't at first glance, maybe the colours in the painting will. And artists always use colour to convey mood and atmosphere. So it is important and it is a hook for engagement that we can use in our art discussions. So let's start with colour, shape, line. So colour, shape, line is a really useful thinking routine. It's one of my favourites. And it's a great thinking routine to start a discussion about an artwork. Um, And it really asks you to observe the artwork in different categories. So you're observing through colour, through shape and line. And simply the thinking routine starts with colour and it asks the group to describe what colours they see. Now that sounds simple enough and it is. What colours do you see? It's an easy entry point into an artwork. And this works wonderfully with perhaps more abstract or conceptual art, art that may be more challenging for certain audiences to engage with or even to know where to start. So I quite often also ask the group to be really specific when they're describing the colours. So instead of just saying red, for example, they might suggest blood red or postbox red or cherry red whatever comes to mind and this really encourages descriptive language it helps to develop language for language learners and you could even collect up the responses if you were using post-it notes, for example, or you could make them visible on a portable whiteboard and create poetry out of them afterwards. So you could even use the description of a colour to develop into another writing activity afterwards. So there are also variations on asking the question, what colours do you see? You could also ask the group, what colours stand out? What colours do you notice first? Or what colours are repeated in the artwork? Or even, and this works quite well, what colours are missing? What colours have not been used here? Now, quite often um, I think about getting the group to name three colours, perhaps three colours that are most easily visible or three colours that the artist used the most. And then I love to split the group up into smaller groups. You know I love getting the group uh, to work in smaller groups because it encourages interaction and engagement. And I ask each small group to focus on one colour in the artwork. And then I can choose several questions to ask the group. I could ask them to think about how their chosen colour contributes to the mood of the artwork or perhaps the power of the artwork they could also think about how it contributes to how the artwork feels or even how that colour contributes to the story of the artwork. And another question I've asked quite often is how about imagining what that artwork would be like without that colour? So you can encourage your participants to use their hands to physically block out that colour and to look at the painting anew without it. What would the mood be if that colour wasn't there? And another way of approaching this is to ask the question, how would this painting have changed if instead of red, the painting was entirely in shades of blue? Just insert your colour of choice where you need to. Would the painting have conveyed the same mood in a different colour? So, colours affect your emotions, whether you realise it or not. And a bright yellow painting, for example, will make you feel differently than a dark, cool, dark blue painting. A simple activity is to ask your group to describe the colours in an artwork, like we've just done, and then ask how the colours make them feel whether they feel happy, or calm, or sad, for example. But an even better activity to do with participants is to let them choose and perhaps compare two different artworks with different colour palettes and to ask them how each of them makes them feel. You could even do this in small groups. They could also choose an artwork that stands out for its use of colour to them and they could then describe what emotions the painting evokes in them. And you'll find with these activities around colours and emotions that your participants will have different responses and different connections. And some colours may make people feel more energy, more activity, more vibrancy, while other colours may make them feel calm or relaxed. And I love these sorts of activities because they give you your participants some control, some agency. um, They have some choice over what they're going to see or what they're going to look at and what they're going to discuss. And this will pay dividends. You'll get more interaction and more engagement out of them as a result. So we've covered describing colours in different ways and also Talking about colour and emotion. What about some other ways of using colour in artworks to create engaging discussions? So some artists use colour in their artworks to reflect what we see in nature and to show the world as realistically, as truthfully as possible. But other artists embrace colour in a different way and they use colours we wouldn't see in everyday life. So a great question to ask after asking your group to describe the colours is, how are they different from what you see in nature? And talking of nature as well, uh, we can talk about the time and weather as well. So colour can show different times of day and can also show different weather conditions too. So take Monet. He's a great example because he liked to paint the same subject Uh, lots of buildings, or haystacks, over and over again. And he painted them at different times of day and in different weather conditions. And if you look at these paintings, if you look at them side by side as well, you can really see the way he used colour. So you could explore with your group what time of day it might be. You could look at the brightness of the sunshine or the shadows you can see on the buildings. You could also explore how different weather conditions affect the colours in the artwork. So you could think about how mist or fog makes the colours look. And you could also ask what it would feel like to jump inside a misty painting or to swim in a stormy sea. So moving on from Monet, let's talk about Van Gogh. So when we think of Van Gogh, We think of bright colours usually, but his first paintings weren't so bright. His colours changed over time from dark colours to bright. And this is something actually that the Van Gogh Museum in Amsterdam illustrates really beautifully with the layout of the museum. It's uh, laid out chronologically so you can literally see the colours changing in his palette as you progress and walk throughout the museum. So a lovely activity would be to share perhaps one of his earlier paintings, um, if you weren't in the museum itself, without letting the group know who the artist is at first and then getting them to describe the colours and to think about what kind of mood or atmosphere those colours create. Then you could share the name of the artist and ask, you know, what if I was to tell you that this is an artwork by Van Gogh? does that surprise you? And why does that surprise you? And get your audience, your participants, to think about the way Van Gogh has used colour in this earlier, darker painting. You could also use the thinking routine See See, Wonder Connect, sorry, not See Think Wonder, to compare and contrast the colour in an earlier Van Gogh painting with a later one. You could also talk about complementary colours with Van Gogh's work as well. And complementary colours, this is when two colours, um, perhaps red and green, are placed next to each other and they appear differently. Um, If you focus on the edge between the colour, sometimes you'll see a slight blurring, a slight vibration. And these effects can be quite jarring to the eye as well. And Van Gogh used The power of complementary colours to really heighten visual effects in his artworks. He used complementary colours really to create clashes and contrast and tension. So, you could have a discussion with your group about the colours and specifically about complementary colours and ask the group what effect they have on the artwork. You could also involve the title of the artwork in your discussion about colour. You could ask them, how does the colour scheme reflect the painting's title? And finally, you can wrap up your discussions about colour by asking some of the following questions. What new ideas do you have about the colours now? What do you see that you didn't see before? What more do you want to know? And of course, our favourite, what are you still wondering about? And as a final tip, if you're interested in exploring colour further, if you're interested in finding more artworks in certain palettes and certain colours, you need to head to Google Arts and Culture. On the Google Arts and Culture Art Palette page... You can play around with different colour palettes and find artworks and objects with similar palettes that you could use in an art discussion. You can also upload an image there and it will analyse the colours in it and find artworks with similar palettes. I'll include a link to this in the show notes. And they also have a colour explorer page and you can uh, explore artworks in all sorts of different colours and I'll include links to this as well. So there you have it, some simple ideas for how to create engaging discussions around colour in artworks. I'd love for you to give some of these ideas a go. If you do, please share with me. I'd love to hear how you get on. Now, you can find me on Instagram most days, at Thinking Museum. And every Friday, I send out a weekly newsletter full of inspiration and ideas. I share one thing to watch one thing to read and one to listen to. And I share all the upcoming classes and courses from Thinking Museum as well. I'll put a link to the TM Weekly in the show notes. And that's it for this week. Thank you for listening and I'll see you next time. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Art Engager podcast with me, Claire Bown. You can find more art engagement resources by visiting my website, thinkingmuseum.com and you can also find me on Instagram at Thinking Museum where I regularly share tips and tools on how to bring art to life and engage your audience. If you've enjoyed this episode, please share with others and subscribe to the show on your podcast player of choice. Thank you so much for listening and I'll see you next time.